0: Welcome to season two of Maritime Software Hub, The People Podcast. Really am delighted at the feedback we received for season one, Um, and also really, really um, grateful and and, and pleased to see that uh, a whole variety of guests and individuals were coming on the show, um, showing their interest and sharing their their insights into how their their business's solutions are impacting and and shaping the the maritime landscape so a huge thank you to everyone that participated and also to all those that have been listening and kind of uh, absorbing the content. Um, we're very much learning as we go along as well and it's, it's really great to dive deeper into the different businesses' solutions uh, and get to know um, the people that are, are very much running the businesses and, and, and working within them. So very excited to launch season two. Uh, we've got some really uh, interesting guests already lined up and uh, a few more to be booked in and, and recorded. So always open to, to, to hearing more, more um, having more guests on. So so please do reach out. Uh, podcast at CordellBeaumont.com is, is, is probably the best way. Or just send me an email or an uh, a LinkedIn message directly. In this first episode of season two, we've got uh, Daniel Duggan is speaking to the CEO and co-founder of Sirocco, uh, which is a, a really interesting and innovative uh, business based in France. They are um, led by Alex, who is uh, also a, um, a four-time world champion in kite surfer. Uh, so, extremely interesting guy. Um, you can tell that he's very, very passionate about um, the environment and the culture of his business is, is really shaped about making sure everything aligns with his, his vision and, and, and the, 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 the goal of, of helping the environment through their technology so lots to take in from this episode really excited to to showcase season one of this new new season. sorry episode one of this new season uh, and i hope you enjoy so thanks a lot and speak again soon
1: all right welcome alex thank you so Hi, much hey. for joining us on the podcast today how you doing hey benny i'm great good good to hear um if you could maybe just give our listeners a bit of an overview of yourself and sirocco um that'd be great uh, my name is Alex Kezerg. Uh I'm the CEO of uh, Tiroco.
2: Um, I'm a former uh, kite surfing world champion and, uh, and world record holder. Uh, I'm still holding the kite surfing uh, speed world record at uh, a bit more than 107 kilometers per hour. Wow! 57.98 uh, uh, knots average on 500 meters. Um, Incredible. And Scirocco, we are a climate tech startup. Uh, and we are um, based in Marseille. Um, and we are uh, developing a digital twin platform uh, that we are selling to uh, the maritime actors to optimize
1: their energy efficiency. Great. I mean, I love what you're doing. Uh, there's obviously so much focus around decarbonization at the moment and... I feel like you're, you're really pioneering this. So it's, it's a really cool thing to see. Uh, and having that investment from yourself is great. Having a real passion for, for just being involved within maritime, but there will would be really good for our listeners <laughs> is if you could maybe just to give them a sense of away from the, the, the working world, just a couple of things that maybe our audience don't know about you. I know you mentioned already that you hold the kite surfing speed record. Uh, so I don't know how you're going to top that. But if there's anything else you can add, that'd be great.
2: Yeah, I could start with, uh, I'm a proud dad of uh, 18 years, uh, 18 months uh, old, the baby called Margot. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> uh, to, to, be, uh, to be more uh, business focused or uh, history focused, um, we have yeah, been chasing a uh, speed world record uh, for the last 15 years. Uh, around the world and it was uh, it was a pure necessity uh a pure need to uh, to launch a project uh, that could develop um, um, innovation that will have a positive impact on our planet uh, and that was the yeah the base of uh, uh, of uh, Siroco. yeah so we yeah. set it up the company in 2019. Uh, Um, With the first project uh, that was to create the fastest uh, sailboat uh, on water. Um, So going 150 kilometers per hour uh, only propelled by the wind. We start with a blank page and uh, we set up the team uh, like energy efficiency specialists, naval architects, mechanical engineers, uh, three mechanical engineers. Uh, so we created, um, a team that was, I would say experts in energy efficiency. And, yeah. uh, along the, yeah, along the time we, we met with maritime actors, uh, because we are based in Marseille. We are very close to, uh, CMA CGM, which, which yes. was our, which is our neighbor and which is the, yeah, the biggest actor in France and the third biggest in the world. So we, we start exchanging with them. And and um, um, that came, yeah, it came. We came the, with the idea to uh, to help them to to give them a tool uh, that will uh, optimize the energy efficiency of their boats.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I mean, just for our listeners to to get more of a baseline understanding of how this all started, uh, maybe if you could tell us how you got into maritime and your introduction okay. to the, this space.
2: Yeah, that that's what I said. Um uh, the maritime industry we came we came in touch with uh with a few actors in twenty twenty. Uh like right
1: before COVID. prior to that, I mean he you, you grew up kiteboarding, right? That yeah. was your, your affinity uh, with the water yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm that, born that in that transfer into now what is known as Soroka, right? Yeah, I'm I'm uh, born journey. and raised in uh, in
2: the south of France, in the place very special place called the Camargue, yeah. and okay. um, so where the the Mistral wind is blowing. Uh, okay. My my hey. parents came uh, came in uh, the uh, open. Uh, and They were dentists, so they oh. came to the city where I live today, called Port-Saint-Louis. Like hey. one hour away from Marseille because yeah. of the wind because they were passion passion by uh wind so okay, cool. I grew up with my brother uh, right on the beach and uh oh, we, we were very close to all uh water sports uh, action sports and uh, yeah. and it really became a passion uh and then i I had the opportunity to start a professional career in uh, in kite searching uh, maybe because i i was born <laughs> uh in a in a yeah, in a wind blowing place, basically. Yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, so it gave me a uh, yeah, it gave me this uh, appetite for the oceans, appetite for the
1: nature, uh, yeah. and then appetite for the yeah, the maritime world. Great. I mean, I this such a great way of coming into it. It was something that you're so passionate about, and then being able to translate that into something a little bit. Deta- I mean, it's obviously very strongly related, but a little bit detached, and then making. A difference you said about the environment, climate-focused tech startup, which is is what it's doing. Um, but I understand before that it was was it moonshot that was prior to Sirocco and that sort of translated into the tech startup. Is that right? Yeah, it was the, the speed record project. Um, yeah, we yeah.
2: call it the moonshot because it's uh, it it's a pioneering achievement. It's uh, yeah, like you, you have to discover, you have to invent, you have to innovate to reach those kind of objectives. For sure, yeah. uh, landing uh, a man on the moon is might be a little bit more complicated. That goes <laughs> yeah. 150 case per hour uh, huh? on the water, but our challenge is uh, is huge. We have to invent technologies to allow us and to allow us me to pilot a craft that will go that speed. Uh, so, so what? That's why we call it moonshot. Yeah, and uh, yeah. we thought it was the the best driver to 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 generate innovation and yep. that innovation if it can become an industrial product that we can sell it because in our mind it has to be profitable for the planet but at the same time yep. it has to be a real business because you 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 cannot yeah you you have to uh, to make your uh, to make money at what time and if it has a, a good impact on the planet
1: it's, um yeah, it's perfect. It's the, the target we want to reach. Sure, I mean, so we could maybe touch on that a little bit more. Um, do we just understand how Soroka is helping shipping companies with their journey into decarbonization yeah. uh, and the ways that Soroka are doing that? So maybe if you could explain to our listeners who are not so familiar with the company, that the the sh- uh, ship efficiency and, and that side of things, that'd be great.
2: Yeah, because we need to go, we needed to go 150 kilometers per hour only propelled by the wind, we had to create the most efficient, energy-efficient uh, craft. Um, so we de- we develop a, a software um, that helps us uh, evaluate the performance of our uh, ship, then um, size it, size the elements that will compose the the, sh- the craft. So the yeah. the kite size, the capsule size, the the foil, the performance of the foil in the water, um, yeah. the performance of the, of the, of the cable, uh, the drag, etc. Um, yeah. we, we start, we, I forgot to say that, we start it's, with a, a, a very innovative concept. Uh, we call yeah. it the Eldo. Uh, I won't go very much into details because it's quite complicated, but you can go on our website and, and social networks and you, you will yeah. find the, the craft, the concept. Uh, and that concept is for us the most energy efficient sailboat ever uh, made on the water so so we we create that uh, that software and talking with the actors of uh, of the maritime industry, they needed a tool that allowed them to evaluate the performance of ships uh, basically and to make the most efficient ship and to design it and then to operate it and we we transform it. We uh, we transform that uh, that software into a digital twin platform. Yes. Uh, basically, we we recreate uh, a twin of a ship, uh, and very it's a very accurate twin um, with a lot of uh, models that will compose it. Um, it, and and it's the assembly of naval architecture um, models. And, and those models augmented by all the data we, can, we are able to gather from the ship, it yeah. will make the most accurate uh, digital twin that we helps captains to operate it in the most efficient way with yes. the goal to save fuel and save carbon emissions. And if you, f- basically, if you are able to, uh, to put that software on board 40,000 ships, that are bigger than 100 meters uh, in the world, you reach a, a crazy objective of uh, of saving tar- carbon emissions. So, yeah. the, the the numbers it's uh, it's just amazing, and and the potential of digital twin uh, that recreate the perfect behavior of a ship to optimize yeah. it yeah. and to operate it in the best way, it will have a, a huge impact of uh, yeah, of carbon carbon emission saving for
1: the maritime industry. Sure, and you, you're you're learning the behaviors of these vessels, right? You're using AI to record a consistencies that that the ship might be doing, or give an overview of, of that ship throughout its lifetime on the water, right?
2: Exactly the 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 the, the, the principle is one twin per ship. Yeah. And, and and the twins follow the life
1: of the ship for 25, 30 years. Yeah, because I just, you know, it, you can have ships that are very similar, but I guess every ship is, is unique in its own way. Yeah, yeah
2: it, it, if you take, for example, the, the fouling or the... the, It would be different in every ship, even if it's sister ships. Uh, yeah. And it goes on the other uh, routes... Uh, in different parts of the of the globe, uh, the fouling will be different, so yeah. you need you need a tool that will monitor, monitor uh, the fouling or predict also the fouling according to the routes the okay. the, the number of days uh, traveling or the number of days at uh, at port yeah okay okay and this is just an example.
0: briefly interrupt this episode to give you a quick overview of our core business, which is Cordell Beaumont. We're the company that powers the podcast. For those of you that don't know of us, haven't heard of us, um, we are a digital search agency and we focus primarily on the maritime trade and supply chain space. So what does digital search mean? Well, essentially we are uh, a a recruitment agency that really partners on a more strategic way with our clients. And we help them hire mainly commercial professionals. So there could be sales, marketing, product management type of individuals leadership uh, and also more techie sort of software development roles that type of thing in a slightly more mid to senior function so often our clients are, are people that perhaps don't want everyone to know that they're hiring so a lot of the hiring we do is, is a little bit more behind closed doors so if you're looking for perhaps for a strategic recruiting partner that knows the maritime market very well is is regularly in touch with Um, individuals and professionals within the digital shipping space, then we'd love to hear from you and and help you either from a hiring angle where we could help you with uh, kind of any current hiring plans or maybe down the lines to to help this kind of future succession planning. Or alternatively, if you are an individual working in the the digital shipping space or interested in moving over to to digital shipping, we'd love to hear from you. Again, we're in touch with a number of businesses all across the globe that are really exciting some of them are startups some of them have been around sort of 10-15 years scaling others are well established and, and have maybe publicly traded i've uh, got big backing from from large organizations so a real variety and uh we're here to help so please do reach out um, callum at CordellBeaumont.com and uh, i hope you enjoy the rest of the episode thanks a lot
1: obviously your passion for the maritime industry is key. Or You really get a sense of that. We, we've met in person a couple of times. That's great. But how would you describe the culture at Sirocco now? It's getting into an interesting time, you know, four years in, growing. You, yeah. the, the passion is clearly there. Uh, but how would you describe it from, on the day-to-day inside?
2: Uh, we, we develop um, like um, uh, a company culture with, uh, yeah. of course, values. Uh, the first one would be pioneering uh, spirit. Don't uh, don't let uh, close uh, one door. Uh, try a lot of uh, possibilities. Uh, Invent. Uh, don't be scared to uh, to bring an idea that might sound crazy, but finally it's uh, it's part of the it's part of the solution, and it's uh, I think it's the, the base for um, for um, yeah it's one of the one of our value um the second one will be excellent uh give the best of yourself all the time don't let go it might come from my uh my sport <laughs> dna uh yeah. Where you never let go. Right? Yeah. yeah exactly and you, and you give you the best of yourself um, the, uh, Collective collecting intelligence it's because okay. you are a, t- a real team that uh, you find a solution. It's not okay. uh, on your on your side. Uh, uh, maybe you can come with an idea, but then it it will be the team that will uh, that will uh, transform that idea into a I don't know a feature. Yeah. Um, and the last one will be uh, yeah, sustainable. But it, uh, it uh, what I said it it has to be sustainable for the business, sustainable for the planet. It's always it's, it's a focus for us both sides. Uh, all the time, if you if you do something sustainable for the business, but it's not uh, sustainable for the planet at
1: all, forget about it. We we won't go that way. Job sure. okay okay. And I guess there's a lot of brainstorming activities you guys get together and create. I mean, I, having a CEO who's broken a hundred kilometers an hour on the water is obviously someone who doesn't stop and <laughs> keeps pushing boundaries. So yeah, I think it's be a really interesting place to work. And also, how, just from a, a CEO's perspective, uh, how do you find managing the team and still sort of innovating? And I know you obviously do a lot of traveling. Um, there's a lot of client facing side of, of the role as well. Um, so how do you find the balance between promoting the company and then also the day to day work that goes into it and managing teams and trying to get everyone to, to sort of be on the same page while that's going on?
2: Yeah, the the role of uh, of a CEO, I think it has to be a leader or whatever yeah. it is uh, on uh, in, in a conference, uh, talking about what what the team is able to do, uh, or uh, being uh, being at the office at the headquarters and uh, and uh, and part taking part in a in a very important meeting. You 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 cannot choose between uh, between the two. Your team has to feel uh, they have to feel your presence. You have to be there that's why we are not uh, like fully remote uh i love being at the office uh with my team exchanging with them uh we can do uh, we can do video uh, uh video conferences it's it's good but it's not uh, it's not the same uh, as uh, as having the the same people in uh, at the coffee machine or uh, or inside the room or uh, on a like a team building event uh, yes. We have a good tradition in a, in team building event uh, uh, at Sirocco. Uh We usually it, it's not far away from the water. I can imagine. I was going to say it's a yeah. lot of all based activities, <laughs> but but at the same time, you have to yeah. you have to travel, you have to meet the meet the people in the maritime industry. You have to meet the people. You have to go to conferences. You have to go to places that counts to meet your future clients. And uh, and it's uh, I love I love that uh, that industry that is uh, yeah it's uh, very human. Uh yeah. You have to prove, especially in the in the startup uh, in the startup world, you have to prove that you bring something new on the table, and and it has like they they kind of benefits from it. Yeah. Then you develop uh, like special relation
1: with your with your clients or future your clients. So that's that kind of uh, how did you find it. Because you start started in 2019, pandemic hits 2020, and then a lot of time where we, we couldn't travel, it was video calls, and then and now back to it. So do you find now that you're almost having to make up for lost time with seeing people face to face, or do you feel that it's just almost gone back to normal?
2: Yeah, 20, no, 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 2022 was <laughs> what, crazy about uh, everybody wants to meet everyone, so... That was, that was good. We traveled a lot. Being at the office, being back at the office, it was uh, like a, a really, really, because we had, uh, like every company, we had a, a challenge to face, but, uh, but being back at the office, it was really, a, a, yeah, really a need, especially because we have a lot of engineers that yes. need yeah. to talk to each other, to talk to uh, each other, to, to create an idea. Uh, yeah. And and doing it uh, with the video conference, it was a real challenge. And to okay. be honest, the ideas that came out of those videos that they were not the best. So we had <laughs> two months very complicated. Yeah, maybe because because it was the beginning beginning of oh. visuals, and now it's it's more yeah it's more common to do uh, to do video, and but you had to set standards uh, standards in, uh, internet connection in, uh, yeah. the sound. Uh, so mic, uh, headphones, yeah, you have to, to find new habits. So it took us, uh, quite a few times.
1: Yeah. I think people struggled when it first all went on online. And I think that that sort of, maybe that creativity, that's a really good point. You don't maybe get that on a video. <laughs> call. It's something that you need to be in the same room, bouncing ideas off each other that come a bit more naturally. But yeah, that's a really interesting point. So to push on to the next question would be when you're looking to hire for the company, how important do you think it is for your client facing team to have prior experience in the maritime industry or the maritime space so that they've got that knowledge when they're speaking to the clients? We are a software company today. So the
2: people I need in my team, they need to be passionate, passionate by something. I don't care if it's uh, the maritime industry, the sailing, the chess, <laughs> or uh, I don't know, watching movies uh, or reading books. They need for us to be passionate. It's the first thing I, I ask when I do a job interview, uh, and okay. we do quite a lot. What, what's your passion? What's you are yeah. passionate for? Uh, that's the bait. But then, then, of course, when you, when you have a team of uh, yeah, but, but client, yeah, that, that has to face clients, they, uh, they need to, uh, to know what they are, uh, telling the client for sure. sure. They need to be sure and they need to be, I would say, easy speaking or, uh, they need to, to be clear for the, for the, the client. Sometimes you have, uh, people very talented that are like really into research that cannot uh or that have a lot of difficulties to to tell the the people in front of them what they are doing and that yeah, sure. of course you're not gonna you're not gonna take those people you're not gonna put them in front of the client you need to have uh, something that someone knows what he's doing what he wants to explain and it has to be ex- it has to be uh it has to explain it in a very uh, simple simple way if you don't, yeah. if you are not able to 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 tell the people in a simple way, don't don't ex, don't try <laughs> to explain it. You're gonna lose the the clients, You so, but I think I think if they are passion passion by some something, uh, it helps a lot. Yeah, um, okay. um, And and of course, passionate by by what they are
1: doing, what they are selling. Yeah, it's,
2: yeah. It's of course, a, a necessity as well.
1: Do Do you feel that? the Maritime industry or what you're doing within Maritime can be taught to someone coming into the industry of no no Maritime background? Or do you think that Maritime background is essential to really understand what you guys are doing? I'm not
2: sure. Of course, we've got many, many, uh, we have 25 people in the team now. Yeah. Um, A few of them are, for example, uh, uh, software engineers. Yeah. Uh, they are not facing clients. Of course, they, they need to know, I don't know, the the, the fuel consumption uh, terms. Uh they need to know the, the Naval ar- so, some Naval Architecture words yeah. um, that will be to exchange with the technical team. Um no, that is more of course more uh Marie M specialist, but it's not a necessity. You you can learn. Okay. Learn the world, you, you don't need a maritime background to come to work at Zirgo. Uh You you will learn it. Uh, we have uh, tools to uh, like, like uh, I don't know like library or uh, glossary, glossary, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, to, to to help people understand. Uh, and even between the team, it's always uh, uh, yeah, it's a continuous learning. Uh, because right. of yeah. course, the dev, the dev team, they're going to learn some words to the technical team to be able to exchange as well. So I would say, yeah,
1: it's not not a necessity to have a maritime background. Okay. And what would you say is your favorite part of your job? I mean, I know that's quite a difficult question to answer, but what would you say really? Like, would you really enjoy getting up in the morning looking forward to... Do yeah, so, it. Uh, is it just like that creative side? I guess.
2: I think it's both t- two things. Probably yeah. first, it's the people in the team that uh, yeah. that I want to see every day uh, to exchange in a number of subjects, which we- which are not always work uh, relate- related. Uh-huh. Uh, and the second thing is to have a positive impact, and that was the at uh, the, uh, the the creation of Circo. Yes, it was. It's, it's still to have a positive impact on our planet. So yeah. I need to have uh, in my uh, day-to-day activity. I need to 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 be able to yeah to tell my uh, my daughter that uh, <laughs> that I do some good stuff for the environment, good stuff yes. for the planet, and good stuff for for her. So yeah, it's f- Those two things are like for me the yeah the. The main
1: thing uh, that uh, makes me uh, uh, go to work every day. I think that's fantastic. That, that there's so much focus on decarbonization at the moment to draw people in and get them passionate and but it is it's difficult. And I think that the, what your company is doing is, is going to motivate people to to start doing that and and be creative. I think people yeah. there's a lot of solutions out there, but I still think that creativity is needed because you will find one solution. It's maybe on paper it sounds great, but then there are some cons as well. So that that need to innovate is always going to be there, um, which I think is really interesting. Just to to finish off the podcast today, I've seen that you're going to be a flame bearer for the 2024 Olympics, which is incredible. Uh, It must be really exciting for you. Uh, It's the first time that that Kyber is going to be in the Olympics, is that right?
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: So are you going to be actually kiteboarding with the flame as well? Yeah, it was the. I I came with the idea
2: uh, um, of yeah, holding the flame and carrying it with the yeah. with the kite. That sounds tricky. <laughs> uh but it's. I think it's uh, manageable. It's, yeah, you <laughs> can. I can. I can <laughs> easily kite with just one end on the bar, so the other oh, one is free. Really, Amazing. Uh, no, but that's crazy for a sports uh, sports adventurer like me. Uh, yeah. To, to, conclude a, a sports career it's uh, yeah it's, it will be an amazing achievement uh, yes. but then it's yeah it's uh, a crazy good thing for the yeah to celebrate the the arrival of uh, kiteboarding in the Olympics especially in Marseille because all the sailing yeah. competition will be will take place in Marseille uh, so yeah that's uh, that's just crazy and it's it will it would be in my uh, in my hometown in Port Salut uh and like, yeah it couldn't be it couldn't be cooler it's like it's meant to be it was meant to be that's great i don't i don't know but uh <laughs> but it yeah. was it was in my dreams to be honest to be yeah. one one day to all the on the lane but uh kate searching with it it was uh
1: yeah I, I couldn't dream about it that's for sure that's amazing that's a unique thing to do that's uh yeah. i wish you lots of luck with that next year uh, but Alex, thank you been so much choice. for coming into the, the podcast. It's been great having you on. Uh, I'm sure we'll see you at some of the events coming up at the end of the year. Uh, good luck with everything. Yeah, and thanks again for joining. Thanks a lot, Ian. All right. Take care, Alex. All the best. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Maritime Software Hub. I really enjoyed hearing Alex's story, uh, his background in kite kitesurfing, uh, obviously to an extremely high degree. And also the fact that he's going to be a flame bearer at uh, the the French Olympics coming up. So a real great achievement. And you can tell that he and his team are really passionate about innovation and and, uh, environmentally friendly technologies within the maritime space. So excellent conversation. Uh, Thank you to Dan for for your discussion with with Alex. Um, And we look forward to speaking again soon. And uh, we'll be sharing some future episodes very shortly. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Thank mm-hmm. you.